Hello and welcome to Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. I'm Lorcan Doherty and today we're talking about the boss. With more than 140 million records sold worldwide and countless awards including 20 Grammys, American rocker Bruce Springsteen has legions of fans around the globe. But his connection with the city of Barcelona and the people here is a special one. On this week's podcast, we relive some of the most memorable moments from his concerts here, which just kicked off his European tour. And we delve deeper into the past, exploring Springsteen's relationship with Catalonia since his first concert here back in 1981. Joining me today is Jared Escatch Folk, a more recent convert to the cult of Bruce, I would guess, Gerard, 1981, you probably don't remember. Hello, Lorcan, <laughs> how are you? Yeah, exactly, 1981 was a little bit, long a, time ago a, for a, me. A bit before your time, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but you were at one of the two raucous gigs here that Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band played at Barcelona's Olympic Stadium on April 28th and April 30th. You weren't the only one, there was the Obamas were there, Steven Spielberg was there, Tom Hanks were there, all these cele- half of Barcelona as well it seems were yeah. there uh, and you went along on the Friday. Yeah exactly the atmosphere on, con- on the concert day was amazing, like everyone was so excited but it had been building up throughout the week Midday Monday, five days to the concert. Well, I have tickets for Friday and for Sunday, and the vast majority here can't afford the tickets for Friday and Sunday. for Friday and for Sunday, and the vast majority here queuing have tickets for Friday and Sunday. But on Sunday, we will be more chill. We are not organizing a roll call and queue for Sunday's concert like we are for Fridays. Someone else will, but on Sunday, I will be more relaxed. 6 p.m. Friday, three hours to the concert. My 185th show. First time here. We just left Ibiza to come here. Now, leaving Ibiza to come here, we may need to have a doctor examine our heads <laughs> because that was a fun place to be. But we're coming here to enjoy Bruce. But Bruce is the best. I mean, his music is moving. His excitement is vibrant. And to see the show live, nothing else compares to it. It's the best thing you've seen in rock and roll. Best thing you've seen, period. We haven't slept all week. It feels like we're going into labor. We must look silly, but we are good. We're really happy. A lot of emotion, a lot of excitement. It's been over a year since we bought the tickets. A long wait. As we keep saying to each other, we might not get to see him live again. Yes, I'm very excited with all my friends. <laughs> I also go to Amsterdam, um, Belgium, uh, Landgraaf, Italy. 8.57 p.m. Friday, Olympic Stadium. Hola Barcelona! Hola Catalonia! One, two, three, four! More from a three-minute record than we ever learned in school. 
proud. You say you're tired, you just wanna close your eyes, follow your dream down. Midnight Friday, after the first of two Bruce Springsteen concerts. Uh, Paul Heider, I'm from Chicago, as is Michelle Obama, who's on stage today. Uh, and I've seen Bruce about 103 times in concert. And it's my first time seeing Bruce in Europe. It was incredible. It was the best audience I've seen. My name's Annie, and I'm with my friends. We're the London, we are the Bruce Sets from London. And we're also melting chocolate teapots because we were only going to a few and now we're going to about 19 shows, I think, between us. Finishing in Monza. So we'll see you in Monza, Bruce, when you're on holiday. <laughs> Thank you. It was wonderful. It was over the top. I have to say it was better than the concerts I've seen in the U.S. And tonight, Bruce seems so happy and exuberant and really brought the, the joy. That's how I felt tonight. He brought the joy. Well, that sounds like an incredible night, JR, that you witnessed. And I'm just listening to all these people. Like, I'm thinking, did you just go to the absolute super fans to get the interviews? Or <laughs> was everyone like that? It feels like I went for the most super fans, right? But no, everyone was on a hike. Everyone was so excited. They just saw one of their favorite artists, around 60,000 people on Friday's concert. And there were there was a second concert on Sunday. So like 60,000 more people just to go and see uh, Bruce Springsteen perform for three hours. And he's 73-year-old, so... That's pretty good going, isn't it? Three hours concert, lots of energy, running about the stage. Well, I don't know if he was running about the stage. He was. Yeah. I've been told he was not as much as he used to do it before. <laughs> Understandable. So. Like, and, and just even just the physical effort of like singing all those songs and leading the crowd for that length of time. And, and I was like, okay, so if he's not running this much now, how was it before he was running a marathon yeah, or what? Yeah. Well, he was... <laughs> Bored to run, JR. Look, we didn't even set that up. It's just a oh, yeah. But no, no. And in fact, uh, you could say, oh, between songs, he was like taking a pause or something. Yeah, haha. No. <laughs> Jokes on you. No, jo no song. No, non stop. No pause. Yeah, yeah, non stop. That's amazing. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. and, and what about the crowd that were there? Was it kind of, obviously, he's been around for decades. Was it a bit more of an older generation? I didn't see any of my friends, to yeah. be fair. It was, yeah, a little bit more my father's generation, older generation. Mm, but there was also some younger kids. Uh, there was a kid that around 30 minutes into the concert 
uh, Bruce Springsteen invited the kid to the stage and Springsteen gave him his harmonica. Wow, what a, what a memento to take home from the, from your concert. And even those that couldn't make it were tweeting about how you could hear it all across Barcelona, you know, it was like, because it really captured, I think, the, the public imagination here. Well, the obviously rock and roll concert speakers were super loud and everyone was so having so much fun from minute zero that I'm not surprised that everyone was able to hear the concert yeah. for free. They cannot complain. <laughs> and uh, did he play all the hits? Not all of them. There were some. He played some on Friday, some others on Sunday, but he didn't sing The River, one of his most famous anthems, but he obviously sang Born to Run, Born in the USA, and even Glory Days with some special choir. So we had a few celebrities up on stage with them. Yeah, it was surprisingly to everyone, former US First Lady Michelle Obama. Doing backing vocals. Yeah, accompanying uh, Kate Cupshaw, actress and Steven Spielberg's wife, uh, accompanying Bruce Springsteen on stage. And uh, Barack Obama and Steven Spielberg were in the audience on Friday. And I think um, Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks was, yeah. was there on Sunday. And that Friday crew, Spielberg, Obama and Springsteen, were spotted uh, out and about in Barcelona yeah. all week, weren't they? Yeah, visiting of, Barcelona. Where are they going to appear next? <laughs> they went to Moca Museum, the modern contemporary art museum here in Barcelona in the Born neighborhood. But they also went on Saturday after the concert, Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, Steven Spielberg and Cape Cobb show. They went to Montserrat. Montserrat, which is about, well, I don't know, 30, 20, 30 kilometers outside Barcelona, this kind of mystic mountain with a, a, a monastery and... Um, mm-hmm. And a choir. And a choir, a world-renowned boys' choir there as well, yeah, which we've done a podcast on the whole kind of phenomenon of Montserrat, a beautiful place and a very important place for, for Catalan. So uh, they went there and, of course, they tried out some of the amazing restaurants mm-hmm. that we've got here in Barcelona. Yeah, exactly. They went to Abac Restaurant, a Michelin star restaurant. They also went to Amar. In this case, it was only Barack Obama Bruce Springsteen and Steven Spielberg. Just the, just the lads. Just the lads. And that was on Thursday night, but apparently Bruce was taking it very easy. Obviously, he had work the next day, the big yeah. concert. Yeah, he had the first 2023 European tour concert. The connection between Bruce Springsteen and Barcelona is one I've been hearing about for especially over the last few weeks as the concert kind of approached. And at the start, I was a little bit, ah, oh, come on. I, you, know, you know, he plays in hundreds of cities around the world. But since it's been pointed out of me, I've noticed more and more that there does seem to be this... I mean, there was an absolute media frenzy when he was here, like, that you wouldn't (laughs) believe. And I even picked up a book in a library about the history of music in Catalonia. And I was just flicking through, like, and they they had some reference points for, for the world of music. And like one of them was just like, yeah, Bruce Springsteen released a new album. It's like, okay, it's like this <laughs> reference here. It's like, you know. Well, to be fair, he sold out two Estadio Olympics in a matter of hours. There's a, there's a lot of demand, a lot of demand to see Bruce. And I mean, there's even this festival called the No Surrender Festival uh, out in a rural village in the west of Catalonia where people gather together to play his song. So you could have like 200 drummers, 300 bass guitarists, 500 singers or whatever, and they all come together 
together to play like various songs and the first one was No Surrender and in fact the first song that Bruce Springsteen sang on Friday was No, no Surrender. Surrender and on Friday's concert Springsteen kind of endeared himself to the Catalan public once again didn't he? Yeah well apart from all of Barcelona that we heard before he also said Usas Timem we love you referring to him and the E Street Band to we, the Catalan spectators we love you Usas Timem and he said it in Catalan which is important for people here as well you know <laughs> yeah and that was not the only word in Catalan that appeared during the show then some of these songs such as Dumbon Train uh, had Catalan subtitles on the big screens <laughs> And they even had a Catalan flag along with the US flag above the stage. But there was a little bit of controversy, wasn't it? Because a lot of media outlets reported that he actually said, Hola Barcelona, Hola Catalonia, Hola España, which wasn't the case. No, it wasn't the case. Fake and news. <laughs> you could call them fake news. Twitter and social media went crazy because obviously some media outlets were saying, oh yeah, this, this is not happening. It didn't happen. And we have the video, you heard the package. And even like La Vanguardia, which is one of the you know, main newspapers here in Catalonia in Barcelona, they had to issue a correction saying, actually, no, we didn't <laughs> say Ola España. So, yeah, a bit, bit of controversy going on. <laughs> even one of our videos was taken as a fact-checking material. For this. <laughs> there we go. Well, speaking of our videos, I mean, on, like, on, on Facebook and Twitter, these any, any of the videos we did of Bruce Springsteen have got hundreds of thousands of views you know which one of them got even a million views it's you know we have to say that not every video that we do is is that popular so that was nice to see yeah if i had known that my stand-up would have been so viewed i would <laughs> i would have been more embarrassed to do it <laughs> So we said already that you and me too, we were a bit young first time round when, when Springsteen mm -hmm. first came to Catalonia. It was back in 1981. You know, we're talking about a period that was, it was very exciting. The, the transition to democracy after the, dictator, the Franco dictatorship here was, you know, only a few years old. And uh, as part of that, you know, a lot of new things were happening and big rock stars were coming over and, and, and playing gigs, not with 120,000 people going to see them over two nights, more like 7,000. Yeah, and tickets were not even sold out. And not even sold out. To find out more about those early performances, we spoke to Jordi Bianciotto, a music journalist for El Periodico, and Guy Mercade, who was the promoter of Bruce Springsteen's very first concert here on April 21st, 1981. Bueno, yo voy a ser el primer que voy a hacer concerts a España. Voy a comenzar el año 71 cuando ninguno fue a concerts. I was the first music promoter to organize concerts in Spain, says Guy Mercadé, now retired. He started in 1971 when no one organized any concerts. And before Springsteen, he organized gigs with the Rolling Stones, Bob Marley, Queen, a lot of important people. Springsteen interested me, he says. My work is and has always been bringing the most interesting artists to the public. And at the time, Bruce Springsteen was essential. Bruce Springsteen came to Barcelona for the first time in 1981. Around 7,000 fans came to see him, but the concert wasn't a sellout. At the time, I was the only music promoter putting on these concerts, and artists used to come. I did also try to get artists who interested me, such as Bob Marley, who was difficult to get. But Bruce Springsteen was very easy. I could see his potential, that's why I brought him to Barcelona. At the time, Springsteen was not as well known as he is now, and the printing company printed his name on the concert poster as Bruce Springsteen, with an E. 
over 40 years on, the boss can sell out the Olympic Stadium twice over, building on the legacy of that first concert. Jordi Bianchotto. Since the first concert in Barcelona, nearly all European tours have stopped in the Catan capital, Jordi Bianchotto, a music journalist with El Periódico, tells me. Springsteen has also chosen the city for some very important moments, like the first mini-tour after splitting with the E Street Band in 1992, or when they got back together in 1999. The world tour started in Barcelona with two nights at the Palau San Jordi. In fact, over the years, Springsteen has played over 20 times in Barcelona and only 11 in Spain's capital, Madrid. Springsteen once said, Bianchotto says, that he really enjoyed the lack of cynicism from the crowd in Barcelona. What Springsteen does is not very common, says Mercade. Not a lot of people can play for three straight hours with the same energy, but he manages to do it. And before, he had even more energy. Back in 1981, Mercade remembers, it was unimaginable. People could not believe what they were seeing, and as they were more and more surprised, he gave more and more, making it the perfect storm. I think that's why Barcelona really likes him, and why he has always liked Barcelona. When preparing a tour, artists have a lot of considerations, but Mercade says it's good to start with an enthusiastic crowd. Whenever you start a tour, artists are always nervous if it will work or not, even if they have had success for over 50 years. If you play your first show somewhere where people are already excited about the concert, even before you sing, then you are off to a good start. I would always start in Spain, Madrid or Barcelona, says Mercade. The Iberian Peninsula has very warm crowds, and as an artist you start off with a bang. You heard from Jordi Bianchato and Guy Mercade, our thanks to both of them. If you'd like to get a little flavour of what that 1981 Bruce Springsteen gig was like, there's actually a photography exhibition on at the minute here in Barcelona's yard. Yeah, exactly. In the gardens of Palau Roberts on Passeig de Gracia Boulevard with Avinguda Diagonal. And it's called Bruce Springsteen, Barcelona, 1981. And the photographer was called Francesc Fabregas, so not the same guy as the Barcelona and Arsenal footballer, but another very talented person who took these photos at that first concert. Well, considering it was 40 years ago. Well, uh, yeah, uh, definitely not the same person, okay. <laughs> but yeah, he took the pictures of the concert that took place in Palau d'Esports de Montjuic back in 1981. And people can visit the exhibition until May 14th if they are interested. And it's free? Yeah, it's free because Palau Robert has many interesting exhibitions throughout the year. So I would recommend going. Time now for our Catalan phrase. We've already heard Bruce's us estimem, but no, have you got a different one for us? Yes, I do. It's Porta la veu cantant. Portar la veu cantant, which is to bring your singing voice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, lovely. Uh, an apt. I don't really know what it means. Well, apart it, means from that. it means being Bruce Springsteen. It means being Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> being the boss. It means being. Oh, look at that. Very good. So to bring your singing voice means <laughs> being the boss, being in charge. <laughs> exactly. Portar la veu cantant. That's us for today. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks, Gerard, for joining me. It's always a pleasure. And I had so much fun this time. (laughs) 
Thanks to Jordi Bianchotto and Guy Mercade and all those happy, ecstatic Bruce fanatics that we caught up with as well. We'll be back again next Saturday with another episode of Filling the Sink. Until then, for me, Lorcan Doherty, and all of us here at Catalan News, bye for now. Adeu.